The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Well, the time that most of us has been waiting for is here as the Chicago Bulls open their season today against the OKC Thunder. We're going to preview that game. We're also going to talk about why the first week of the season is the one that the Bulls are going to be tested on pretty early, right? And we're going to really get to see kind of the resolve of this team early in the season. We're going to talk about all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, holding it down for the channel. Make sure you guys are following us at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, we're going to be talking about, listen, it's game day. You already know what it is. The Chicago Bulls face off against the OKC Thunder today. And this is a game where a lot of what the Bulls are trying to do this season and a lot of their weaknesses from last season are all going to be tested in one game, right? When you look at the OKC Thunder and their starting five, this is a starting five uh, that has given the Bulls fits before as far as the style of starting five and the OKC Thunder as well as a team, right? When you look at just... To, to just go matchup for matchup, right? When you look at Kobe White, the new starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls, coming in to his first season being the day one starter since his second year in the league um, after spending a couple of years, you know, coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls, things like that. He now is going, him and Shea Gilgis Alexander are going to be matched up in the first game of the season. And so it's going to be a big test for Kobe to see not only how he plays defensively, but how does he maintain kind of bringing in an added scoring punch that the Chicago Bulls are, are sure going to need at some point in the time in this game, and can he play on both sides of the ball well against a player that I look at as somebody who was a surefire MVP candidate last season, at least in the way that they played, and could be this season if the team wins more a little bit early. That's in Shea uh, SGA. I'm not talking about Kobe White being an MVP candidate, but really, when you look at this uh, team, a young team, right? And we know how young, scrappy teams gave the Bulls fits last season. Even when the Bulls were able to play well against those teams for about three quarters, the fourth quarter is where things started going going wrong on, right? And then also, the Bulls. Turnovers were one of the biggest stories for the Chicago Bulls in the preseason. We just averaged a huge amount of turnovers. And if you look at our last few games against the OKC Thunder, we've had tons of turnovers against those teams as well in cases like that. So, you know, Lou Dort being in this game as well, and we know what he can be uh, and has been for that team defensively as well, right? Um, so, you know, and, and not a slouch scoring-wise either, averaging almost 14 points per game. So, you know, they're probably going to try to hide DeMar DeRozan, and I don't mean that derogatorily, but we know DeMar is one of the weaker uh, defenders we have on the team. Hide him uh, by guarding uh, Lou Dort, but still, you got players that can absolutely go off on this team. And Shea, Josh Giddy, Chet coming in now, is probably going to be a Rookie of the Year candidate. How Vooch, you know, guards and defends him and keeps him, you know, on, on his toes on the defensive side of the ball as well. You know, it's going to be it's going to be important. And so this is a big first test for the Chicago Bulls. You know, you're also facing one of the uh, better offensive minded head coach and one of the better schemers as well in the NBA as far as uh, with Dango, uh, the head coach of the OKC Thunder. And we know that Billy Donovan gets out coached pretty regularly against guys that can adjust well and come up with complex schemes. And so, you know, uh, it's a test for the Bulls offense. 
uh, you know, offensive rebounding as far as the, the Bulls really trying to use offensive rebounding as one of their key things to kind of get their offense started and get some easy points as well. That's going to be another big test for the Chicago Bulls in this game. So everything kind of that you're looking at the Bulls to improve this season, right? The defense of the bench, how well does the bench keep up the pressure, right? Or even maybe extend close deficits, whatever happens with this team, we're going to rely heavily on our bench. And so while I think the OKC Thunder don't have the best bench in the league and neither do the Chicago Bulls, I do think that that is a place where we can match uh, wits with them is on that bench unit. Yeah, we don't have a ton of scorers on the bench, right? We got shooters in Javon. We got, you know, a solid two-way player in Torrey Craig and what he brings defensively and he can, you know, uh, shoot the ball well at times as well. You know, Drummond's going to be important in this game to keep that pressure up. So this is a big game for the Chicago Bulls and I don't want to overstate it or understate the importance of really how the Bulls setting the tone early in this game regardless if they get the win or not right it's just how they match up against a team like the OKC Thunder it can go a long way in us saying what has really changed for the team versus what was just fluff or what was just easy to do in the preseason but may not maintain in the regular season for the team so I'm looking out for a lot in this game for the Chicago Bulls. That matchup, like I said, against Shea um, and what we throw at him, Kobe White, who's really stepped up as a defender the last couple of years, but we're also going to be able to throw AC, throw Javon Carter at him, right, at times like that. So, you know, it's going to be important how we kind of maintain that. And Josh Giddy, listen, I've said it before. Uh, uh, Zach Levine has done a, usually a really good job up against uh, Josh Giddy and the OKC Thunder in general. He really averages a lot of points against the OKC Thunder, but it, it's going to take more than that, right? So if this game does go down, uh, down the stretch and down the wire, and it's a pretty tight and close game, we're looking at more than just, you know, necessarily scoring. And this is going to be a season where, you know, Zach Levine definitely was more engaged in the preseason. It's kind of easily easy to be more engaged defensively in the preseason, though, but like, we need to see that maintained as well over the course of the season. So it's a lot coming into this game that I think, you know, both in the coaching staff with the players, right? Um, how do we fix some of the things that were issues for us last season, right? All of those things are kind of coming together in this game. And the Bulls really have to, like, I, I would love for them to show, really show out in this game and show kind of the new mentality and new execution style. And like I said, if they can get the turnovers low against this team, that's going to be a big test for them as well because this is a this is the type of young team that if the Bulls have a lot of turnovers, the thing that I've been you know basically warning against is that if the Bulls have the number of turnovers that they average in the preseason, when you face off against certain teams, it's that's going to right there seal the game for you. And so this is a team that can get out and run. They're not just a a, a running gun team where they just run to run, right? They really do execute. Offense, but they definitely like to push the pace. Um, they can take advantage if we do have turnovers, and so you want to figure out how you're going to maintain this team. And so I, it's going to be fun to watch, man. This is going to be one of the most fun games I think uh, to start the season for for a while for the Chicago Bulls. And so you know it's opening night, uh, and the Bulls, like I said, they got a test, man. And that's all I could say on that one. They they got a big test. Um, the OKC Thunder are not slouches by any stretch of the imagination, and these these aren't. These, this isn't the type of team that you want to start off your season with overlooking by any stretch of the imagination. And as we know, the Bulls really haven't earned the right to overlook any damn body. Let's just be clear on that, right? We haven't played up to that level to overlook anybody. So huge test for the Bulls. Um, and I just really, I, I hope that this, we look, we watch this game, see this game, and get to take away a lot of positives. Like I said, win or lose, there's positives and negatives to take away in both wins and losses. And we'll be right here uh, reviewing it after the game. You guys know uh, what we're back in full season mode now. So we're going to have a pregame show, halftime hangout, postgame show, all live on the channel tonight going down. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. It's going to be fun. We're going to be locked in. and We're going to be executing, man. And that's that's what it is, man. I hope to see you guys 
in the show. But uh, with that said, right, we got to talk about the Bulls opening a schedule anyway, right? So we have a difficult first week. The Bulls through December, I think it's like December 9th, December 2nd, one of those. Uh, the Bulls have the the ninth hardest schedule in the NBA, and this really does show, right? And so when you have heard things and rumors like the Chicago Bulls, if they get off to a slow start, if by the trade deadline this, it really does all come together when you look at how this schedule uh, shakes out for the Chicago Bulls. I know we're going to talk about the first opening week, but when you talk about basically up until January 2nd, right, is is basically once once the calendar turns. Before the calendar turns, we have three games against the Miami, four games against the Miami Heat. We face them four times. We face the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know, we face them within the first couple of weeks. We face them twice, the Milwaukee Bucks twice. Uh, before uh, the calendar turns in January, we have the Philadelphia 76ers three times by January 2nd, right? We got Atlanta, we got Cleveland, we got San Antonio, we get to see Wimby, shout out to that, get to see Wimby. Um, and so this is a a nice test for the Bulls, Boston, Milwaukee, we actually have them on, on in back-to-back games, not on back-to-back nights, but back-to-back games. So this is an important opening uh, part for the Chicago Bulls, and really, we have, we have the ninth toughest schedule uh, in the NBA up until... Uh, basically at January 2nd date. And then after that, we have, I think, the ninth easiest or the fourth easiest schedule in the remaining of a uh, part of the NBA season. So when you hear things like slow starts for the Bulls and why it matters for the Bulls, hey, it's real. It's it's real when it comes down to it. And, you know, you're going to get to see a lot of what this team is. We're going to have a, a nice picture of what this team is, of course, barring injuries, anything like that. Um, before the before the new year, and so you know, then you get to ride out the second, the latter part of the season, basically the second half of the season, uh, with an easier schedule. But if the Bulls can be five hundred, and God forbid if they can be a little bit above five hundred by January, it really does point uh, uh the Bulls in the right direction, right? But but you know, we'll talk about that as we go. But like looking at this opening, kind of the first week plus of the Chicago Bulls, basically from today, which is Wednesday, to next Friday, which is six games for the Chicago Bulls. We have the OKC Thunder. Uh, tonight, of course, which we just previewed. We have the Toronto Raptors on Friday, which is a team that has always played us tough. We got the Detroit Pistons on Saturday. Not really too worried about the Pistons, but again, new coach, young team, Cade's back. So important matchups in that in that game for real when you look at Jalen Duran and, and Cade Cunningham against, you know, Kobe White, right? So again, more, more important, that's interdivision as well. We got the Indiana Pacers on Monday after that. We got the Dallas Mavericks next Wednesday, and then we finished it off Friday against Brooklyn. And then if you want to go a little bit further, we got the defending champion Denver Nuggets next Saturday. So this is a really tough opening schedule for the Chicago Bulls in which a lot of the teams that we face over that time all have key matchups that can be difficult for the Bulls or players where it's going to be difficult. So we are going to really in the first week of the season get to see a lot, hopefully, from this Bulls team as far as experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. How they match up against some of the best players, some of the better teams, and some of the teams kind of fighting over theoretically the same spots that we're looking to be in this upcoming season. So it's a tough schedule to start, man. 
And for all the doubters and things, either it's going to be solidified or maybe it can turn some people into more optimistic uh, Bulls fans after just this first week of the season, man. And we're, we we have back-to-backs. We're hitting it. We got back-to-backs in both weekends from this weekend and next weekend on Friday and Saturday. Uh, this weekend, it's Toronto and Detroit. Next weekend, it's Brooklyn and Denver, right? All tough matchups. The Bulls do not get to get it easy in the early part of the schedule in both travel and in the actual matchups that they're going to be facing as well. This is going to be a season where, uh, you know, the Chicago Bulls, if they can get off to a solid start to the season, if they can get off to a solid start to the season, um, it, it can really help them later on. It can help them be tested. It can help them really understand what they need to do. And this could be a good run to really help this team, this team that's kind of playing new, adapting a new style, wanting to do new things, having a couple of key new additions, right? Uh, it's all going to be kind of come together in this first week of the season. A new starter in Kobe White, right? And uh, again, tough matchups for Patrick Williams all up and down those first that first two weeks of the season. So, hey, as we go forth and look, man, a lot of que- a lot of questions are going to get answers pretty early on in the season for the Chicago Bulls. And so that's something definitely to look forward to or be concerned about, depending on who, where you sit with it. Now, it's talking about concerns as well. One uh, concern for me and, and kind of a quote that came out yesterday was Torrey Craig. And Torrey Craig, just him and Javon Carter have said a lot, kind of being new additions to this team, coming into the squad and really kind of having the outside perspective. But Torrey Craig came in and said this, I've played on a lot of teams, and this is one of the quietest teams that I've been on. Um, and saying this, first thing is communication. I can't stress enough. That's what I've learned being on good teams. They communicate at a high level, and it makes everything that much easier. If you guys have been watching me uh, for a while, basically since this channel started, one of the things that I always talked about is when the Bulls got off to that amazing start that they got off to the initial season after we brought Lonzo and DeMar in, I always talked about how Lonzo's communication on the court helped every player understand better what they were doing when he was on the court. Him and Alice Caruso, right? And even Billy Donovan, a little bit more concerning when Billy Donovan comes out and says, like, yeah, I don't know why we're so quiet. We are so quiet, right? But I don't know why. So, um, you know, it's it's just, it's that's a concern, right? Be- the best teams in the NBA and good teams in the NBA communicate. Billy Donovan chipping this in. Every single one of these guys, every single one of them, unbelievable guys, great guys, love working with them, love being around them, enjoy the company, would have a great time with every single one of them at dinner. But in between the lines, it's just a different situation that you have to have and we need. Uh, saying, like, saying this as well, for someone like Carter, Carter in his own way communicates. Craig does it too. Maybe those things uh, come out. Uh, White is trying to do more of it. DeRozan does it in, in way more private settings with grabbing a guy and talking to him like that. Our group can be quiet. I don't think it's always bad, but there are times where we need to be better at it. And so communication is such a key part. And that goes back to not having a leader on this team, right? Even Donovan saying, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. That was the exact quote to so why the team doesn't communicate more. I can't stress enough. You have to be a team that communicates specifically on the defensive side of the ball, having a player with a high basketball IQ that also communicates, that's what can take a a solid defense into a damn near great defense because when you have that, it helps the other players that that don't necessarily have that basketball IQ identify what the other team is trying to do. And that's something that Lonzo brought here, so good here to this team, right? It's his ability to communicate what the opposing offense was trying to do and it helped players be in the right position. We talked about it. Zach Levine's best stretch of a defensive rating in his career came in games he was playing next to Lonzo Ball because of how good Lonzo Ball was, both on the defensive side himself, but also communicating. It helps those those players be better on that side of the ball. So, 
you know, that it, it's it's a big concern, right? And outside of turnovers and how many three-point shots we get up or not, uh, the lack of communication is something that, you know, ask a basketball head, right, and, and somebody who just doesn't look at the, at the stat sheet, that can be hugely important for the Chicago Bulls is 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 communicating. So as this team gets closer together, as this team, you know, goes through the trials and things together and, and understand where and where where they fit in together, right, communication is going to be a big part of it. And I like hearing also that Kobe White is trying to do more of it because as a starting point guard in the league, having being able to communicate to your team and, and talk them through things is highly important. You know, we often think and look at communication as like calling a guy out. And that's not even what I'm talking about necessarily in this. I'm talking about communication on the floor, right? That is one thing during the Joakim Noah, Derrick Rose days, right? The Todd Gibson days, even Carlos Boozer, right? Communicated on the court. How many times do we hear Carlos Boozer scream Joe, right? But like you need to be able to communicate. And so hopefully this is something that, you know, bringing in veterans like Tory Craig and Javon Carter and them identifying the fact that this that it's missing from this team and even Tory Craig saying he's been on good teams and the good teams that he's been on they communicate right hopefully that brings this to the Chicago Bulls and helps this team that a lot of players don't have tons of playoff experience it makes them realize that if you want to truly get to that level if you truly want to do the things you talk about doing you have to be able to communicate you have to also be able to pay attention be engaged to be able to communicate what's going on but this team communication is something I'm going to be watching for especially and in the opening part of this season, let me know what you guys think on that down below. But before we go, I do want to talk about um, a player that could end up being uh, a player that, you know, plays uh, maybe a, a, ro- a growing role in the team as the season goes on. And that is Julian Phillips, right? Now we know when it comes to Billy Donovan, uh, his his ability to play rookie, he's like two two for two, right? Uh, he, it, it, uh, two for four, I should say. Patrick Williams, Iota Sumu started early. Marco Simonovic couldn't get out the G League. Dalen Terry. Uh, couldn't get on the court either. Now, when you look at Marco and look at Dalen, maybe they couldn't get on the court more so because of skill than anything else. When you just look at like Marco's gone, he's now out of the NBA. An NBA team didn't pick him up. They didn't see it for him. Right. And Dalen Terry just has not really quite brought any type of solid NBA skill where you're like, no, he has to get on the court for this. We theoretically wanted him to get on the court for energy and defense. But Julian Phillips is shaping up to be a player that can really seems to bring that. He's he grew over every single game of the preseason and and learn from every single game, right? He has the defensive ability, more legit size, right? Julian Phillips theoretically in what he did in college can guard at least three positions. We're talking about the small both forward positions in the small and power forward and some centers depending on how small some of these teams go with centers and you know, I wouldn't mind seeing how switchable he is to some of the uh you know, two guards and things in the league as well. So Julian Phillips is a player that I think is stepping into a role left by Javante Green, left by uh, Derek Jones Jr., and he kind of is the amalgamation between both those players, right? He really is. We talked so long about wanting a player. If you, if we were able to kind of combine Derek Jones Jr. and Javante, we would have almost the perfect power forward for this team, right? And so, listen, right now the, the, the rotation is pretty straightforward for the Chicago Bulls. We know that the starting lineup isn't going to change at least right away. Then you have Javon Carter, Alice Caruso, Torrey Craig, and Andre Drummond coming off the bench with Io DeSumo, Filling that in as well. That's your 10-man rotation, the starting five and those five players. But it's not it, that does not mean we've seen with Billy Donovan that a player can get in there in some specialty lineups. They can get in there, maybe not the most consistent minute role, but they can get get minutes, maybe 10 minutes every two or three games, something like that. And I do think that uh Julian Phillips has the ability to maybe crack that rotation for the Chicago Bulls. And if he keeps increasing over that re- offensive rebounding, but a rebounder overall, blocking shots 
can get out in transition, can shoot the three. Tory, I'm sorry, I said Tory Craig. Julian Phillips brings a lot of what we need uh, for this team. And so if the young guy is ready to go and shows an ability to, for one, stay ahead defensively, right? Not really fall asleep, not uh, stay out of foul trouble, right? Those are some things you want to look for at from Julian Phillips. But I'm really looking at Julian Phillips maybe by the end of this season being a player that we look at and say, hey, he came along over the course of the season. And we have a player now that, you know, going into next season or going forth into the future, we really look at what he can be for this team. Does Julian Phillips end up developing into a starter? That's really up to him, how he develops, how he really goes in and owns his own development, things like that. But overall, Julian Phillips has a skill set that this Chicago Bulls team can use. And I would even go far as to saying does need. The biggest question is, is he able to bring it right away in his rookie year? And does Billy Donovan feel comfortable going to that rookie? Because listen, while that, 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 a bench unit that I that I talked about has a lot of talent on it, right? We know Javon, we know Alex, we know Io, but those are three guards, right? Yes, we have Torrey Craig and Andre Drummond, and I would not be surprised to see Torrey Craig play some small ball five as well, but Julian Phillips brings some more traditional size at 6'8", right? Over 200 pounds that we can definitely use on this team. He just has to mentally be ready and prepared for it. And looking at the kid's dog mentality, I kind of think he will. But let me know what you guys think on that down below. But otherwise, you guys will be seeing me again later on today as it is game day. The Chicago Bulls take kickoff uh, or tip off, I should say, against the OKC Thunder going down tonight. So we'll be live on the channel. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button so you can get notified once we do go live. But otherwise, make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.